If you run an e-commerce business, you can relate to the amount of work it takes to produce something great. And of course, you want to optimize your workflow and reduce costs. That's why I want to say a big thank you to our partner, ShipStation, and perhaps introduce you to them as well. If you are not familiar with ShipStation, they've been supporting Cytosol School for years. They have helped so many of our listeners make things much easier, automate their shipping tasks, help them scale their business, and also, this is not a small thing, save thousands on shipping with industry-leading carrier discounts. ShipStation is the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code HUSTLE to sign up for your free 60-day trial. 60 days free. ShipStation.com. Code HUSTLE. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're interested in a career in publishing or just in doing something with publishing for your side hustle, there's more than one option. Now, a while back, we looked at the story of a woman who edits romance novels. That was episode 808, uh, The Fifty Shades of Editing Romance Novels. She liked that genre a lot. I guess you could say she fell in love with it, but she didn't want to be a writer herself. That's when she discovered that she was well-suited to editing. We've also featured somebody who writes wedding vows. Actually gets paid well to do that. That was episode 281. Uh, Somebody else who helps B corporations, uh, companies like Patagonia, tell their stories. Episode 916. And this principle doesn't only apply to publishing. It applies to other industries as well. There's often more than one path. There's often more than one role uh, in these different kinds of fields. So I think the lesson is to first focus on your skill, you know, whatever it is that you're good at, whatever it is that you're drawn to and you like to study, uh, and then consider what the ultimate outcome is. Like what kind of industry, profession, career, job, or of course, side hustle, what kind of form that could take. So welcome to Side Hustle School. My name is Chris Guillebeau. In today's story, a writer finds financial freedom by editing other people's work, eventually building his own agency. He puts a lot of work into it. It's a slow and steady growth, but it is now a six-figure business. So I'll tell you all about that shortly. We'll also look at a couple of common service provider mistakes. Stay tuned. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Liam Carnahan thought he wanted to be a writer. After finishing high school, he studied for a degree in writing, literature, and publishing. While at college, however, he was surprised to discover his love for editing. 
In lots of ways, he found more joy in reviewing and guiding other writers than he did in writing his own stories. So when he graduated, he decided to look for a role as an editor. Unfortunately, his hunt began at the height of the global financial crisis. There just weren't many jobs paying a decent wage for an aspiring editor at the time. Rather than go hungry, he took a position as a writer in what he describes as a content farm. Now, this was a low-level agency, uh, all too popular at the time. Unfortunately, they're still around. Uh, and rather than craft well-thought-out informative pieces, his employer simply paid him to spin out quick and dirty 300-word blog posts day after day. Basically filler content designed to get people to click certain ads or articles. Now, this was mind-numbing work, but Liam dug deep, put in a lot of effort, and managed to develop a set of skills that allowed him to be promoted. And eventually, he was able to parlay that experience into a job at a more respected agency. It was there that he first felt the desire to start working more on his own. The idea of living on his terms with a flexible working schedule was attractive, and only more so after working full-time for a few years. So next, he looked at ways to use this skill set to generate a side income. Around the same time, Amazon released the Kindle. With that launch almost overnight, anyone who wanted to could publish their own ebook, which was both good and bad. Liam found the whole idea fascinating. He started reading several of the 99-cent self-published books available on Amazon.com. Very quickly, he realized, you know, a lot of these authors had some good ideas. But wow, some of them really needed the help of an editor. He thought this was the kind of work he could easily do remotely and in his spare time. So after searching and discovering a few businesses that offered editing services, he sent off his resume. And before long, he had landed himself his first freelance gig. But that's not all she wrote. The arrangement didn't last long, as Liam's side hustle employer, basically a boss by another name, decided to retire shortly after hiring him. He suggested Liam try his hand at running a business himself, and he even offered to link to Liam's new website if he made one. So Liam decided to take a crack at writing his own story, a story of independence. He still had his day job, so there was little risk. But if it worked out, it could be a path to the life of freedom he'd long dreamed of. He called his service Invisible Ink Editing. His real side hustle was now in its first draft. It didn't take long before he had his first customer, who arrived via referral from his previous employer's website. Over the coming months, Liam had a handful of additional clients show up, which all gave him the foundation of his first customer base. Although those first clients came easy, Liam still had some struggles. The main one was that it took a while to come up with pricing that was fair. For the first year or so, he worked long hours for not much income, a common mistake. As more and more clients came through, fortunately, he refined that process. He figured out how best to charge, eventually setting on a rate per word. It was good he figured that out because more and more clients were arriving at his online doorstep. How did that come to be? Where do those clients come from? Well, at his agency day job, he had been learning a lot about SEO, or search engine optimization, essentially how to rank websites in Google. He was able to take those learnings and use them to benefit himself. He created pages on topics like self-publishing, writing advice, and tips for indie authors. This, combined with being featured on a few websites, meant that Liam's site began to rank in Google for relevant keywords, keywords and phrases potential customers would be searching for. Within another year, he had more customers than he could handle on his own. Liam decided he needed help and looked for additional editors he could hire on a freelance basis. He would pay them a reasonable rate per job and keep a percentage for himself. Add on a couple more years, and both SEO and word of mouth helped Invisible Inc. continue to grow. By 2018, he had six part-time editors, and he was doing quite well. So much so that in mid-2019, he reached the six-figure mark in yearly profit. 
And that's when he took the plunge, finally leaving his day job. For over a decade, Liam had dreamed of finding work that would allow him the flexibility to travel and set his own hours. He'll be celebrating the achievement next year by taking off to Asia and living the nomadic lifestyle for a while. But it won't be a holiday, because Liam has already soft-launched his next project, a content agency of his own. If it can do half as well as Invisible Ink, it will be a story worth telling. All right, so three lessons every service provider eventually learns, uh, which essentially correlates to three mistakes uh, most service providers make. Uh, This is very common. First one is pricing. Uh, They usually price too low in the beginning, um, and sometimes it's okay, you know, when you're getting started to start off with a low price or to even do some work for free, but you really don't want to remain at that point for very long, okay? Because in the long term, you're just going to get burned out, you're going to attract the wrong kind of clients, and that's why Liam fortunately realized in his first year of doing this that he needed to raise his prices uh, just to be fair to everyone, including himself. Uh, Number two, specialization. Uh, Most service providers usually try to do too much. They usually try to do too many things. Uh, Doing something really specific, being that editor for romance novels, uh, being the editor for something else, writing the wedding vows, that kind of stuff is great because it is so specialized. All right, so don't try to do too much. You're actually going to become more of an authority by being intentional and specific. And then number three, delegation. A lot of new service providers try to do everything themselves. And, uh, you know, you often might have to do everything yourself in the very beginning. Uh, But ultimately, if you're truly going to create that freedom, the independence, if that is what you crave, then ultimately you are going to need to get some help of some kind. Doesn't mean you need to go out and hire a bunch of employees. Doesn't mean you need to go out and and go into debt. Often with a service business, you can do it uh, by working with contractors who are only paid when there's work that comes in and is assigned to them and then completed. So you don't have to worry about a recurring payroll, you know, if business slows down or if it's a seasonal thing or something, you don't have to worry about always paying the same amount of bills. Pricing, specialization, and delegation. If you think about those things in the beginning, it will help you as you go along. And by the way, inspiration is good, but inspiration with action is better. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. Today's show notes, including links to Invisible Ink Editing, anything else that I mentioned, uh, are at sidehustleschool.com slash 1043, episode 1043. All right, more is coming up soon, including a weekly recap tomorrow and more episodes next week. My name is Chris Gillibow. This is Side Hustle School. From the Onward Project.